Hey, hey campers. campers! Welcome back to Camp Reality. I'm Serena. And I'm Lana. We are chatting Selling Sunset, episode two. This episode is called Mean Girl Shit. Oh my gosh, is it really? <laughs> that's what it's called. I went back and wrote down all the episode names because I was like, we have to talk about them. And that's from a fight that happens later on. And they said, she's like, Mean Girl Shit. <laughs> I think it's Nicole who says that. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. This, this episode is, I think, correctly titled, the more I think about it. It is. It definitely is. Um, but so far, really liking the season. It's I like it better than last season. I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. it's coming a little harder than it did last season. But we mm-hmm. open up with uh to Nicole with her husband, and Nicole is wearing the ugliest jumpsuit I maybe has ever have ever seen in my life. It's got like palm leaf print all over it, and it zips like from her belly button up, and it has a collar, and they're just like in their backyard in these hideous outfits. It's a very weird because we've never seen the husband before. Like I think she's referenced him we knew that she was married but he's just like in a baseball cap chilling and like I texted you and listeners campers find this out Lana's never seen Scandal the Shonda Rhimes show Scandal Lana has never seen it and I was like oh my gosh Nicole's husband looks just like Charlie from Scandal and she was like um I have nothing I never to say watched back to that. I don't episode. know what you're talking about. So if I'm right, please tell us. Like, do you also think that Nicole's husband looks like Charlie from Scandal? Thank you so much. Um, but basically, Nicole's just like, I have always had to defend everyone. Like, I defend everyone, including you. Like, to her husband, which was like, just a weird flex. And yeah. she was just like such a victim, like role of just like no one's defending me and all this. And stuff. she's got and like, like teary eyes, and she is referencing yeah. the fight from Chelsea's crazy ass sex masquerade party that she had with Emma, Kershell, and Amanda. She's got tears in her eyes, and she's just like no, but she just has this like nobody's ever on my side. I'm like, bitch, could you started the fight, right? And then her husband is like, I did text Amanda. This was crazy. Text- also. As if, as if this is the first time she's hearing that her husband texted Amanda. Right. I'm like, okay, also, if that is the first time, then your marriage is terrible. That's all I'm yeah, saying. what the like, hell? Your husband is texting one of your close friends in F And please, please tell us what he said, because it was dramatic. All he said was F you, right? No, he said, Amanda, oh. I have two, two words for you. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, yeah, that is way more dramatic. I thought it was just F you, so that's that's wild like can you imagine like your husband texting me that after we got into a fight like what absolutely not i would be mortified and she kind of looks a little mortified but then she's like well thanks for having my back babe no one else did i'm like he's your fucking husband of course he should have your back but like he should not i have such a problem when men insert themselves into like their wives drama their wives fight people do this on the housewives too don't do it and it's Amanda, they kind of cut back and forth. Amanda mm-hmm. says, I don't think he would have texted me that if I had a boyfriend or I had a husband. And I totally agree with that. I don't think he would have ever said that. I just like, I don't know. That felt really weird to me. And maybe that's because I am also a husbandless woman. But like, it wasn't threatening. It's not like he was like violent. He was just like, no, but rude. it was just, it was but just she so like weird. acted like it was threatening. Like she was just yeah. like, yeah. And I was like, I mean, he's not, like, saying he's going to come punch you in the face. Like, I don't know. I thought that was, like, a weird way to put it. I I don't know. I just don't agree with him getting involved in this petty-ass fight. Oh, that's completely true. It just seemed bizarre. And they were like, you have his phone number? She's like, yeah, I thought we were friends. So when he texted me that, I was so thrown off. Yeah. And... 
it was because again, Nicole and Amanda have known each other for ten years. So yes, we forget we forget to mention that sometimes they're friends. They've been they both been at the Oppenheim Group for ten years, which we get told a hundred million times. But yeah, um, Nicole, did you know that Nicole was the first agent with the group? Did you know? Oh my gosh, it's so surprising. (laughs) She's never mentioned it before. Um. Yeah, it's weird. I think it's weird her husband texted Amanda like separately. Mm-hmm. The whole thing was weird. Um and of all of all the things that were said she's most mad at Amanda. I guess cuz she was like, I mean, that's my girl. Like that's why she's the most hurt by Amanda. But I'm yeah. like, you're not mad. She I mean, she is mad at Rochelle and she's mad at all of them, but like that's the one that she was like, you know, he texted that one. It was weird. It was very odd and I I don't know. I think Again, it just shows how weird their marriage is. Like, in my head, like, I don't know. I just think that would never happen. That doesn't seem normal. Like, no. as a single woman, like, all of my... I'm friends with many of my um, friends' husbands. But, like, we all just have, like, three-person group chats. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, weird. Like, I thought it was so weird. weird. Also, like, so if weird. Ben ever texted one of my friends that I was in a fight with, which, like, I'm almost 30 years old. I feel like I don't fight with my friends, but um, <laughs> if he ever texted them, like, Ben texted, I couldn't even imagine. This would never, ever like, happen. But ben, I just can't texting you. ben texting me that. Like, I just think I would be, like, so confused. I would, like, be I would like, be so what's confused. The joke? I would be like, Ben, are you drunk? Like, what's happening? Yeah, what's happening? It just would never happen. So it was just very you know what weird. I would do? I would be like, Ben, are you talking shit? Like, yeah. <laughs> just, I wouldn't think it was serious. I would be so yeah. confused. Also, I just like don't really fight with my friend. I don't know. Also it was that. just weird. It was weird. But also, like these aren't friends; they're coworkers. But Amanda but has family. Yes, a, I was just going to say. Amanda has this toxic view of the workplace where she's like, "But we're a family," and Amanda can Amanda can totally treat everybody like family, but she can't expect the other people to treat each other like family. Also, families have shit. Okay. <laughs> The other thing is that's the change in the dynamic. Like Amanda and Nicole and Jason and Brett, like, and Mary have all been together for 10 years. And then they're like having these relationships with people that they've only known for a year or two. Yeah. And being like, no, we're family. Treat us that way. And it's like, you don't have 10 year long relationships with these people. You met them a year ago. So smart of you. Yes. They are trying to put their like 10 year dynamic on everybody else. Like, well, that's just the way she is because she's family. So she can act like that and no one needs to call her on it because she, that's just how Mary is. or That's how Amanda is. Yeah. Which like, you've got people like Chriselle that are like pretty short fused Mm, and are like, nope, I'm going to call you out. So. Because yeah, um, there's also this like very weird bond to like Jason and Brett where like Mary's like, I was a single mother and they helped me like create a career and Amanda the same way. It's like Amanda was like, I was struggling and they like brought me through after the divorce and like basically gave me a job. And then like they Mm -hmm. have all these other realtors who were like, no, I was fine. And then they hired me and now I'm good. And now we're, I don't have like a blood oath with these like, Oh my gosh. I'll never forget. Like bald men. (laughs) men. I'll never forget a few seasons ago when they were like, they were at Mary and Jason's dog party. <laughs> the party for those crusty oh <laughs> And I just remember, so there was like beef that happened with Christine at that party. And they were like, we were at Mary and Jason's dog party. And that's when this shit happened. I was like, what a crazy sentence. It was so wild. But I do think that's something that like we'll keep talking about through the season. Because it just remains true. Where Amanda yeah. has just like a very different view than many of the other realtors about what this dynamic is supposed to look like. And it all goes back to this concept of family. Yeah. Um, and it's a through line throughout the rest of the season. And I have thoughts, but let's get back to 
the current episode. Okay, so we move on past Nicole and her husband. We get to Brie and Heather, um, and this is kind of like Heather's final like shot on the show before she pops mm-hmm. out baby. But they Heather comes over to Brie's house, and I <laughs> Brie comes over, and her baby is in a Versace tracksuit, and then Brie is also in a Versace ensemble. It says Versace across her titties, and she has this crazy low ponytail. And the part is in the middle, and she has a chain. A chain down her middle part. I'm not going to lie. I loved this look. It was a serve, but why was this for a day on the couch with Heather drinking? I think she's drinking wine, and Heather's drinking, like, apple juice. And they call it mommy juice. Uh Oh, gosh. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. But I loved the look of the part, but no, it does not make sense for a, like, wine night with the girls. Like, a wild choice. And they just, Um, like, start discussing motherhood. And it's just, are discussing motherhood and i have i would be remiss if i didn't mention that this baby's name is legendary love cannon <laughs> and i pulled up an article of all of nick cannon's baby names okay because they are freaking wild so he shares twins morocco and monroe with ex-wife mariah carey sons golden sagon and rise messiah cannon and daughter powerful queen with Brittany bell that powerful queen she'll never forget it she's a powerful queen hi my name is powerful (laughs) like Like, what what's the nickname there queen queenie Queenie? i have no idea that's not it though we have sons zion and i could not pronounce this it's like mixolydian m-i-x-o-l-y-d-i-a-n and also my favorite zillion air the middle name is air like h-e-i-r Zillionaire. I love that. Zillionaire. I love and that daughter, one. daughter, beautiful Zeppelin. Beautiful Zeppelin. And then, of course, we have legendary love. <laughs> but there's more. There's Onyx Ice, um, as well as, let's see, Halo Marie. Halo Marie is the most normal of all these names. That's such a stretch because that's not normal. (laughs) Halo Marie. Stop trying to convince yourself that Halo Marie is a normal name. It's I don't not. know. People people be out here with the craziest baby names these days, but I had to I had to shout out all of Nick Cannon's uh children's names because it, it it's a, a zillionaire, a powerful queen. It's one Messiah? of those things where yeah, I have this weird thing about names and babies where like I don't know, I just think to myself when I like meet an adult and I'm like someone looked at you as a small baby and thought it was good to name you Gertrude. Like they looked at the baby and went, "Oh, little Gertrude." Like it was like crazy old lady names. You're like, "What?" the heck was your mom thinking like looking down at a sweet child and thinking that but as like an old person the name made sense this feels like the opposite I'm sitting here thinking about Nick Cannon's children in a nursing home (laughs) and I just like can't can you imagine like powerful queen it's time for your bath like I know, I know. Like, you're naming an adult when you name a baby, and yeah, it's like, you look at a baby, you're like, oh, Gertrude, but like, Gertrude is an adult, okay. It's like naming a baby Bob. Like, what? Who's naming a baby Bob? It's so wild. It's so wild. And I have specific babies that I'm thinking of, I'm not going to name them, because like, what if their parents listen to the podcast? But I have so many rude opinions about baby names. Oh, I can go on for an hour about the spelling of people's names, too, and we're naming people like... Oh my gosh, I don't want to say it because what I it's so much. Like, yeah. ma- like when people spell McKinley in the craziest way possible or like Kaylee, like in the craziest way possible. It's it's very Paisley Grace. Um there was Stop a, there's a girl on t- names we're gonna offend people. <laughs> 
there's a girl on TikTok who does baby names, and she comes up. She's Southern, of course. She'll say like Magnolia Lemon. I'm like, whose middle name is gonna be Lemon? Oh my gosh, Lemon Michaels, my fake Twitter account. Yeah, shout out to Lemon Michaels. <laughs> okay, moving on from baby names, okay. I have to say, Legendary Love Cannon is cute in his Versace suit. Yes. And so basically this conversation gives us nothing besides no. Brie being like, Heather, you're going to be great. Are you ready to be a mom? Yeah, I'm ready to be a mom. Okay. Cool. Good talk. Like, it's like two minutes long. Yeah. We're missing though. We forgot to talk about Amanda sitting down with Brett and Jason, Mary Lou and Mary for a dinner party that Jason and Mary Lou were hosting. And oh, like, did I miss that? Yeah. And we were like talking about like a salad or something. They're like, oh my gosh, you need to give us the salad recipe. I was like, you need a recipe for a salad. I was very confused. Oh, yes. But yes this that's right. is okay. where... Mary Lou starts talking about Chriselle and like yes. brings up the concept that Chriselle is not friendly with her. And mm-hmm. she just like lays it out at this dinner party where like everybody sitting at the table is a Chriselle fan. And it was such awkward energy. Yeah. Mary Lou, Mary Lou over here with her like <laughs> terrible timing. And I need to stop saying her name like that. ML, Mary Lou. Um, she... And we'll get into this in episode three because that's when her and Chriselle really talk. But mm-hmm. she wants to be Chriselle's friend so badly. It's and Chriselle is just like, why can't we be friends, like, friendly when I see you at parties? Like, that's the extent of what their friendship should be. But Mary Lou's like, we should be, like, besties over here. It's We'll get into deep dive of that in the next episode. But it is right. very weird. But we're, They're just, like, kind of putting some seeds out for us. Like, some breadcrumbs for us mm-hmm. to follow for this drama that's coming up in the next episode and for the rest of the season. But right. um, It also, also just like a very weird dinner party. Because it's, like... It was weird. It was too sad Is Brett dating anyone right now? I don't know. Brett said, I need to check. I'm going to come up to... I'm going to show up for more episodes this season. Yeah. So, he's just all over the place. But... But, like, he's there. And it's, like, Mary's there. But Romaine's not there. And then, like... Yeah, we need more Romaine. Mary Lou is, like hosting and they're eating these salads i don't know it's just like a very weird dinner party and i just i don't know can you call that a dinner party when it's literally like your brother and two friends at a house <laughs> and two with friends. you that doesn't that's feel just, like a I dinner party i invited some people over for dinner and we're having that's, salads right like that's just dinner like i don't know no, it's a party so the fact it. that it was called a dinner party multiple times this episode just really threw me off i know it was very weird um i'm trying to think so past brie and yeah. heather now we have Chelsea Brett. and Amanda, and they're in okay so last season the twins just Jason and Brett bought these like crazy ass penthouse condos they bought two of them so now they've fully renovated them and they're walking through one and they are 50 million dollars mm-hmm. so again Brett's getting more screen time than ever before and uh-huh. they're like walking through the penthouses and like taking a tour for the same penthouses we've seen 75 other times so I don't understand yeah. but basically they were like hey guys we need a place to film like yeah that's so what and going every, on no one else is a listing right now so we need to come to you're the condos that you still have listed so <laughs> Like, they kind of, like, leave Brett. Brett's, like, Mm -hmm. alone in the kitchen or something. Chelsea and Amanda sit down. Chelsea puts her very expensive Birkin bag on the table, and it's like, look at her. This is her baptism. Like, I'm taking her out and about. We're like, okay. So she puts it on a little table. Um, And then they start talking, and Amanda kind of, like, brings up how she's worried about Nicole's mental health. Um, And I just think this is the thing. The mental health card shuts down every conversation. Like, if someone says, like, this really, like, it 
Nicole does say later, like, it broke me. And we should get to that conversation. Um, But anytime that the mental health card is played, it's just an automatic, like, okay, we can't talk about it then. Like, we have to excuse all the behavior because we bring out the mental health card. And that's what Amanda starts kind of, I feel like, kind of slowly playing that card with Nicole. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone be nice to her because it's it's too hectic in the office. She just tries to play a peacemaker. And to be, she tries to be on everybody's side. But when you are on everybody's side, you're on no one's side. You're on no one's side. Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, And I like that they're both like, I care about mental health. Like, obviously, (laughs) I care. I'm an advocate for mental health. And you're like, um, okay, I'm glad we felt the need to like verbalize that. Like, are there people who who don't care about mental health? Like, what do you mean? Yeah, she's like, I'm a obviously I'm a huge advocate for that, so I would never say anything if it really affected your mental health. I'm like, what? It just felt like a very like politically correct conversation, or something. it was a very PC conversation. Yeah, um, they like they sit there, they chat. Chelsea's just like, she's like, okay, she kind of like they. I feel like this is is this the part where Amanda's kind of like we have to get them to kind of calm down, like we have yeah. to get them to like kind of not like, be they so make harsh a plan, on her. They make a plan that Amanda's going to talk to Nicole, and then Chelsea and Amanda are going to try to talk with Chriselle and Emma about it. Yes, to get them to apologize apologize and then Um, they're like oh my gosh we forgot about brett let's leave and they run out and run into a glass door chelsea like full-on slams against this glass door and something i haven't mentioned yet on the podcast is my love for the terrible music that's on this show oh my gosh so I watched the show with subtitle with captions on so I don't miss anything when I'm taking these notes. But all Yo. of a sudden it said certified gold plays. And this song, no joke, goes, You gotta get that money, money. Certified gold. <laughs> these Yo, songs if, are so good. If you're not watching with captions on, you need to go back. The show. Go back and rewatch the whole season with captions because it is fantastic. The names um, of the songs are so wild. They're always like, girl, boss, girl, boss, get that money, slay all day. <laughs> like, it is, they are so good. Should so. we make songs for something soundtrack? <laughs> yeah, well, they would be better than the ones that are already on there. But yeah, I just loved it. It was just like, all of a sudden, they're like, they pan out to the view of this $50 million condo and just goes, certified gold. <laughs> so wild. Oh, so good. Like, who is, who's soundtracking this? I need to know. Who are these artists? Like, also that these incredible bops for us um okay back on track Chriselle yeah. and jason, jason they are, are in the office, in office. Uh-huh. and Chriselle is talking about how she just got an 8.5 million dollar listing in malibu and jason's excited but all he wants to talk about is the fact he's like oh whoa 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 the septic tanks <laughs> be happy for the girl yeah Chriselle's like can we like wait i don't uh, can we celebrate this before we talk about the septic tanks? Like, calm down. And then they have. I know. I just wrote down weird flirting. I didn't. I didn't specify what the flirting was. I just said weird flirting happened after. I that. said he is so in love with her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so same page. Like weird flirting, and then Jason's like, "But you know, we need to talk because Mary Lou brought up that there's an issue." Um, da da da. Like she brought it up at this dinner party. I'm pretty sure he said the word dinner party again for all four people there. And she's like, "Yeah, like she she just thinks like maybe you're not as friendly." Yada yada yada. And then at one point said, "And you like didn't follow her on Instagram?" Oh my gosh! When he said, "You didn't follow her back right away." Oh my gosh! And the show also thinks this is ridiculous. Like. She's just like, I don't understand. Also, I don't understand why this is Chriselle's... Why does Chriselle have to be friends with with Mary Lou? Why can't they not just be like... 
nice to each other at parties. Like they don't have to be the way that like Mary and Chriselle have always they've always been like pretty much friends. Mary dated Jason like a hundred years ago. Also, like, they're the same like, age. They're the same age. They have a lot more things in common. Mary Lou is mm-hmm. 24, 25. 25 years old. And Chriselle is a grown-ass adult. Um, and again, I just don't understand why this is Chriselle's fault. I think it should, should be Jason being like figuring this mm-hmm. out. I don't know why they put it all in Chriselle. It's, it's, it's just really unfriendly. Wild. And Chriselle is so freaking friendly. Again, I'm a Chriselle defender. Yeah, I'd like too. ride or die for that woman. But she has some really good one-liners. And this one, mm-hmm. she says in her ITM, she says, we decided not to parent. So I'm not going to co-parent your girlfriend so good <laughs> that was really good i wrote that down too <laughs> i think my favorite part too is like and chriselle says this later when she actually has the kind of the the talk with um mary lou but she's like i can walk away from this friendship like i can totally walk away from our friendship jason just so you know you don't have to live she puts it on him which is so smart of her she's like so your life isn't so hard so this is not so stressful for you and you can enjoy your relationship like i can walk away at any moment and he's like, oh, God. He's like, no, no, no. I definitely don't want that because he's in love with her. And he's like, I would be resentful. And Crystal kind of says, like, well, that's the problem. <laughs> like, because he has the attachment to her. That's the problem, Jason. It should not be on Crystal. So just, that was I wish that we could get, like, a memoir deep dive of the Oppenheim brothers. Because, like, these are two 45-year-old <laughs> Five foot four, bald, little bald dweebs who have like Napoleon complexes and are 100%. just like very rich from from my understanding and like obviously very business smart. But like, what in the world was their childhood? Like, I need a deep dive. I need we someone to tell me. Story. Are there other siblings? Are their parents together? Because like, have they ever not- had like their mom on the show or anything? I feel like no. Right. I feel like they've never even like mentioned their parents. Like I'm like No. I, I feel like there's no explanation of like where they came from. I don't even know what state they grew up in. Like I know no. nothing about these twins and I have watched every season of Selling Sunset. Mm-hmm. And I just like think to myself, like, we have not one, but two forty five year old men who date twenty three year old models and like are still saying they're too young to have children and i just need to know the psychic the psychic damage behind that like i just need to understand i know and for neither of them also like when you look at the two of them i can't figure out like why brett looks so different and i think it's because he has not had any botox on his forehead so he has more of an expression and he has wrinkles whereas jason is just plastered he is just like smooth and something with the lips the lips are different too they say they're identical and yet you look at them and you're like but we can tell them apart like they're not identical i don't understand it's very weird it's very weird um we get a little bit of backstory but like it's just the business stuff i think um whenever they have the 10 year anniversary party and i don't know if that's this episode or the next one because i just watched all these babies together um sadly it's not this episode but we'll get there no i think it's maybe the next one but again i just this is where we're just kind of getting the foundation of the fight that's going to happen and i just Mm -hmm. i'm team chriselle here i don't understand why this is something she has to deal with i don't understand why she has to be friends with mary lou she can be nice Mm -hmm. and she the way the level of friendship that she is that we see of just like hey we say hi at parties we're all at the same things like whatever i feel like that's totally fine so mary lou is tripping over here that she didn't it's not that chriselle didn't follow her she followed her she didn't follow her fast enough right and like also (laughs) can we take it from like just another level because like in a way jason is chriselle's boss 
Can you imagine your boss sitting down and being like, by the way, my girlfriend doesn't feel like you're nice enough to her. Be friends with my girlfriend. And I need you to fix that. Yeah, it's so freaking weird. Where's HR? (laughs) Where's HR? This this show would not exist if they had HR. That's the problem. No, no, totally not. Um, But yeah, it is. It is a weird ass conversation, but Chriselle, I love her because Chriselle just like has guts now. She's she seems mm-hmm. to really have found kind of her stride here and she can express herself. And I love that she was just like, I can walk away. I can walk away if you want me to. And she yeah. knows, but she like mm-hmm. has Jason by the balls. She knows that he's never going to be like, yeah, bye. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think Chriselle's like read a couple boundary books or something. Like she's really worked she on has. assertiveness. She's really a different person from who we saw season one. I know. Sure. It's wild. Um, But let's move on to Nicole and Amanda. They meet at this like little lunch place with this very adorable waiter who's just like got a dangly earring. Um, oh my gosh. That waiter was like, I am going to serve as hard as I can for my two minutes of fame on selling he sunset. Said, and you know what? He'll he be did. serving. Yeah, he's late. He really did. He was just like, I'm going to make these two minutes out um and he's very adorable but uh amanda comes in in a crazy ass outfit again with more leather gloves fingerless this time um and nicole kind of instantly she's just like i put in all caps nicole is triggered (laughs) this is where (laughs) nicole is just like she's just as like my mental health and i'm just like girl if you stop shit talking you wouldn't be in the situation you made your bed lie in it um and she said in the most traumatic way i don't want them to know this but it broke me i think my favorite part i wrote it down and i said it's on camera like she's like i don't want them to have the satisfaction i was like yeah they'll see this they'll have the satisfaction four months later like what do you what do you mean again this is a reality show you have cameras they're going to know i know and she says and okay after the it broke me she says it's taken years off my life that's so dramatic that is the most dramatic thing ever this is over you calling someone a social climber and them telling you you rearranged your face yeah imagine if they had real problems I know. God forbid they have an actual problem. Um, also, I don't understand why Amanda isn't more like, why did your husband text me? Fuck you. <laughs> like, what? She didn't even really care. Right. She was just kind of like, yeah, that wasn't cool. But like, we're friends. We're good, right? Like, we're good. I know. It was just, I don't know. It just any other show would have been like, that would have been drawn out for like three episodes about like how rude the husband is and the husband would have to come on the show and then do this whole thing. But she was just like, Oh, okay. It was just, I I thought that they would milk that more for a storyline. They didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have anything else for their conversation? Because I have another um, song to talk about. No, no. I didn't have anything else. So as we're transitioning from that little lunch to them going to this like very, I don't know, prestigious LA house, there's a song that's called Jaw Dropper that plays. And then she goes, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a jaw dropper. Again, turn the captions on people to see these amazing lyrics because you will miss so them. Um, but they go to this house where it's like Frank Lloyd Wright's student made the house. Um, so it's yeah. a very like architecturally gorge- gorgeous house. And they talk about um, it like we're supposed to know. They're like, it's been apparently featured supposed to in know. so many movies. Like They're The like, Big Lebowski uh, or something. All they say is The Big Lebowski. And I was like, I've not seen The Big Lebowski. I've never seen that. <laughs> I've never seen it. And they do make a joke about that, like Jason being too old or something. So, like, I guess they at least reference that. But yeah, they're like talking as if everybody's supposed to know this house. Never seen it in my life. $100 million home. 
And he's donating it to LACMA to the museum so then people can start to experience it. This house is so ridiculous. The house itself is massive. But don't worry. They also have an 11,000 square foot club. Now, I am no genius on on square feet, but 11,000 square feet is massive. And they go into the nightclub area. Yes. I love the nightclub of it all. It's very fun to me. Um, And there's like a DJ booth and everything. Like it is, it is ready to go. Also, I think the thing that I was most confused about by this house is everybody walked in on the house in this weird like pond with the stones. Oh, with the cool fish. And also left through the pond and the stones. And I'm like, is that the only way to get into this house? Because that is not practical. Imagine the groceries. You definitely don't fall Imagine the groceries. Also, they like they have this house or whatever, and all that they can really talk about is like, this is an incredible house they're donating to a museum. Don't worry. Our ten year anniversary dinner is gonna be here. And like, that's why we're here to see the to house look, together before the before dinner the party. party. It's very weird. And the club says Club James. And we quickly meet the owner of this house, whose name is James Goldstein. <laughs> and he, we don't know what he does. I tried to Google how he made his money. Mystery. But he is this weird little cowboy man. They walk into his <laughs> office. He does not say a word. No. I mean, he says hi. But he has on a, like, gold cowboy hat <laughs> with his jacket and a Balmont t-shirt. And all I have is, all I wrote down is, this weird little cowboy man <laughs> i think my favorite the most real moment was chelsea being like it's such an honor to meet you and then like she's to the like, cameras a little bit later she's like i have no idea who that is <laughs> yeah like who the hell is this man um but like every episode we are just in another person's house to talk about the shit that's going on in the office so amanda kind of pulls the girls over to the side and i should say the girls that are there i mean Chriselle's there chelsea's there are they all there besides nicole um, mary's there yeah it's um, I wrote down that it's Jason, Chriselle, Emma, Amanda, and Chelsea. Okay. So no Mary and no Nicole, but everybody else is there. So um, Amanda starts trying to be like, we just like, you guys need to go easy on her, her mental health, her mentee B, um, her mental health. Like it's, you know, it's suffering. And she kind of like asks Chriselle to say sorry. And Chriselle is like already feeling like shit. We kind of, we realize and or she tells us and either it's this episode or, or the next one that she has like a cyst the size of an orange on her ovary that she has to get like, sur- she has to get surgery for. She's just not feeling good. Um, And she just like is not, she just like sits out of some of the tour of this house, whatever. She's not yeah. doing good. But she does not want to say sorry. And she was like, I won't say sorry because she attacked my business. <laughs> yeah it's very um what's the word i'm looking for unnecessary like the whole thing is just dumb which we all know but like chriselle is i think just kind of sitting there being like i have a lot more going on than this and i just don't care yeah she says Um, something like i can't care about this when my health is like not good or whatever and at this point she hadn't really told anyone about her health or like what was going on yeah. And I think like that then created a whole like, well, what's going on? Like it just like was so yes. dramatic, but like, and then she, I don't know. She just, th- this was a moment where I felt like Chriselle, you know, she just didn't really explain herself very well, which makes no. sense because she was like quiet while Amanda was talking and Emma was kind of talking back. And I almost like, when I rewatched it, I watched Chriselle just like get so dysregulated. Like I, I saw her face like change yeah. and all the sudden Chriselle just like snapped. And it's just like, 
I can't do this anymore. And like leaves and says, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a panic attack. She's like crying. And then my favorite part is Emma runs after her in her heels <laughs> across the koi pond. I know. She's like, wait, girl. And it's like, you know, you could say a lot, but Emma truly is a ride or die bestie. Like she, she will is. follow you across the koi pond. Yeah. In her heels. And she's already like six feet tall. She's like flying like a gazelle across these stones. And I'm like, what if we slip and fall into the kois? Like what's happening? I, I mean, that's like Emma's whole shtick though, because she's also like, can everybody take a picture of me on the side of the infinity pool as I'm like standing? Like, she's so random. Another episode, she's, like, climbing up a bunch of logs. Like, she's just so weird. I know. She's always like, wait, should I do it? They're like, yeah, because no one else is going to. So she's doing something ridiculous. But that's kind of all I have for episode two. Do you have anything more? No. I zoned out for a minute while you were talking because I was reading about the Goldstein guy on Wikipedia. Oh, okay. And it's, like, very, very, like, it's so confusing. First of all, he is the son of a Milwaukee department store owner, which I just found to be, like, a thing. And then he was hired to keep game statistics by the Milwaukee Hawks. Like, he loves the NBA. He sits at all these, like, basketball games and is always courtside. He went to Stanford University. And then I think the sketchiest thing ever is that Wikipedia writes, Goldstein refuses to disclose his net worth or how he made his fortune. The Wall Street Journal speculated that Goldstein made billions in real estate, notably Century City in Los Angeles. It was reported by The Hollywood Reporter in 2020 that Goldstein made his money in mobile home parks by packaging groups of property into investment vehicles and then suing municipalities in their thwart his attempts to end rent control. So the California city's attorney, some name I don't know, referred to his tactics as litigation terrorism and accused him of building his fortune on the backs of the most vulnerable people in society. And estimated cities have spent millions to fight him. He is never married and has no children, and he stated that he does not believe in marriage. So, like, again, that's a Wikipedia article, and, like, obviously not fact-checked by me. We just read it. But this man does not really seem like a great guy. Yeah. We don't want him on the show. That is weird little cowboy outfit. Very confused. (laughs) Yeah, what? What a wild We're suing people to get rich? Um, That's wild. Uh, Okay. Anyways, yeah, that's why I zoned out there for like a minute. If you were wondering why I was not speaking. That's why I was was rambling on about Kershell just getting dysregulated and being like, (laughs) (laughs) and then she leaves. And I huff. Um, and like they're also in gravel at this house, so they're like run, like trying to in their heels, to like run across the gravel and then across the koi pond. It's an adventure, but it's true. That's all I have for episode two. I think that's it. That is episode two. So cool. again, so far I'm liking the season. What do you think? Mm-hmm. So far, so good. I like it. I like that we're getting more of Brett. I like that we're getting. I love Jason and his messiness and dating 25 year olds. I think mm-hmm. it's gross, but like I appreciate the content that comes from it. Fair. Um, fair point. I think. This, this fight with Mary Lou, I'm just like, it's so stupid that the season is like hinged on this stupid, like that they need to be friends and the Instagram following speed of it all. Um, oh but that's why we watch the show. We don't watch the show for the real estate, guys. Again, no one has sold a house in episode one or two. Correct. You would be correct. No one has <laughs> sold an episode on, on episode two of a show called Selling Sunset. No one has sold no. a thing. 
no no one has sold a thing um and that's probably how it's gonna be uh yeah we do the bell has to get rung a couple of times this season but i have to say like has it i don't think amanda has ever sold anything on this show i don't think i've ever seen or Bree. no no Mm-mm. have we seen nicole ring the bell i don't think we've seen nicole ring the bell i'd have to go back and watch last season i feel but... like i feel like nicole is like i'm too good to ring the bell <laughs> yeah like i can't ring the bell um also like the bell was the thing that Chriselle brought in because she was like we should bring it season one Chriselle is very different than season seven Chriselle. season one Chriselle was just like the nice girl at the party she yeah. like she was so scared of christine and she was just kind of like happy to be there and she was kind of like pollyanna compared to like mm-hmm. and she was in the she was like i sell property in the valley and all the la girls were like oh the valley so yeah that was the drama that was totally the drama um <laughs> Look remember, at her now. remember remember christine's like big ass wedding where she had like the black dress and it was like snow falling <laughs> it was so ridiculous <laughs> oh my gosh that was the good. show Such all right campers show. well we catch us on the next episodes of episode three we'll be doing that in just a bit but um thanks for listening we'll catch you next time i love you bye campers. bye campers.